0: Right, today, talking about self-care slash, I don't want that word because it's just like a, a hot word right now, but we're talking about managing your stress, managing your stress, calming your nervous system, keeping everything neutralized and balanced. And when I talk about this, one of the areas I go into is what I call the big five. And the big five are these five areas of stress management that if we address all five in in micro doses and across a period of time and get all five kind of under control, then we, we are doing pretty darn well. So what are the five? Are you eating good food, real food, whole foods, the right foods for your body? Are you getting enough water, hydration? Are you getting not only enough sleep, but quality sleep? Are you socializing or are you Keeping a, a network of people that you're closely connected to, and are you moving your body? We could call that exercise, but it doesn't need to be called that. It's just movement. So those are your big five. Take care of those big five things in life, and you're pretty well off um, in terms of like overall stress management and overall well-being. I mean, we could always add a couple others. Like you could put financial status or. Uh, Literacy, as well as a couple other things, we're going to hone on these five because these are the ones that are most connected to like your brain and body. So, what does this look like for me? Okay, so food for me, it looked like I was feeling bloated, not very good, not a lot of energy. So, I switched my food intake to Real whole organic foods. That's expensive. You go to the grocery store and buy organic foods, it's not cheap. So then I started doing some research what and how can I get cleaner foods cheaper? Well, I can bypass the middleman. I cannot buy from the grocery store. I can buy direct from the farmer, farmers markets, something called a community supported agriculture, or buy from organizations like Imperfect Foods or Misfits Markets, where the food is going to go bad or they Overproduced, or the food just doesn't look nice enough to go to the grocery store, and that process, as well as cutting out gluten and dairy because they were allergens, and we'll talk about the top eight allergens and how that impacts your body. Um, cut out sugar, or at least you know not eating as much sugar. And I'm not, I'm not overly strict. I mean, I I adhere to this diet or these food restrictions, but. Not so much that if I'm not out and I want something that if I'm out and I want something, I'm not going to have it. That's it. Over the course of a long time to be able to, to do all of these things, I have so much more energy. I sleep better. I think more clearly. I'm more emotionally stable. There are so many positive impacts that have come from changing the food I eat, how I eat, when I eat, all these different things. Water. Pretty simple. Half your body weight in ounces every single day. Stay hydrated. Helps your brain to think clearly. Helps your brain neurons to wire and fire better together. Pretty self-explanatory. Sleep. Try to get seven and a half hours at least between seven and eight. Um, There's a whole scientific process that needs to happen at night to clear out all the crap from your brain. That takes three REM cycles. There's space in between those REM cycles. So about Seven and a half hours is what we need scientifically. Even if we think we don't, that process can't happen any faster. So there is that. Sleep social. So trying to build a network, keep a network, or grow the network you already have. Deep connections with people that you are frequently and regularly staying in contact with so that when you struggle or when they struggle, you can support each other. That's a really powerful thing. We grew our brains out of the hunter-gatherer era. We were in tribes. We were connected to people. We lived near, slept near, cooked near, did everything near people. We were connected to those people. We engaged with those people. That's how our brains developed. Our brain still needs that to stay calm. So if we isolate and only spend time with ourselves, our family, our direct uh, nuclear family, we are missing out on the potential to keep our systems more balanced by connecting with other individuals that we are close to. And the last exercise movement, just moving your body every day, five, 10 minutes a day. Ideally, some type of exercise program, whether that's yoga, bar, Pilates, strength training, um, CrossFit, swimming, spinning, I don't care what it is, just move your body. And it could be as simple as like a quick online YouTube workout. It could be going to a class. It could be downloading an app. It could be making up your own, or it could be just walking, just, just physically moving your body. So those are just a few examples of the different areas and what you could put in there. Um, some of the things I did water, <laughs> I bought a bottle where I, it was a 64 ounce bottle I knew by having that bottle and those measurements, I could see it every day. I could tell how much water I was drinking and at what time of the day. I'm like, Ooh, it is 12 one o'clock. And I don't even have more than like a third of this bottle gone. So I knew I need to get that down and probably refill it and drink another half, at least sleep. It was more about changing my evening routine what could I do to prepare myself for bed? Because I was doing a lot of things that would keep myself, my body from sleeping, working late at night on social media, watching streaming episodes on God knows what (laughs) subscription model. So removing that or reducing that, help me to get to bed earlier, help me to not be as alert and awake late at night and help me to sleep more soundly social, just making sure that I am attending events and and doing things. And I'm like 50-50 introverted, extroverted. I love social events. I don't love massive like parties. I like smaller gatherings. Uh, I also like my time alone to kind of rejuvenate and re-energize. But it's really important for me to also deeply connect with people. So something I love to do is host wine studies. I have somewhat deep knowledge in wine and used to work in the wine industry and i like to host like dinner parties where 10 12 20 max and i usually don't like to hold them that big come together we eat and then while we eat we, we taste through some wines and i talk about the characteristics of the wine where they came from price points all these different things so that's really fun for me and that really fills me up and we do that once a month and then there are other things I periodically reach out to people when they're on my mind. I schedule something once a week or once every two weeks or once a month with certain individuals and friends. Lots of things to just keep my connections strong. And movement. Um, I like to walk. I like to be in nature. I like to hike. So a lot of that. I like to bike. I like to board. Um, And then... Really, it's just for me, I like strength training. I like going to the gym and I only go for like 20, 30 minutes, three, max five times a week, usually three or four times a week. And 20 minutes seems feasible and realistic to me. And I play a podcast while I'm doing that, I listen to music, whatever I do, but the time goes really fast and I enjoy that time to myself. So those are just a few ways that I integrate the big five into my life. It might look very different for you. What matters is that you're thinking about all five areas and how to improve each one. Okay, so I want you to think about here for a second. There is a continuum of self-care, and I'm going to kind of describe what this continuum is to you. So you have four different areas. You've got healthy category, reacting, injured, ill. So those categories are beside each other on the like preventative side of the spectrum. You've got healthy. That means that you are taking these daily five practices or these, these big five practices and making them daily habits. You're, you're thinking about and addressing and, and keeping all five somewhere in your daily life. When you do this, you get good sleep. You have high energy. You're socially active. Your mood is overwhelmingly positive. If we shift to the right just a bit, you go to a more reactionary form of stress management. This means that you only implement the big five practices or any other self-care stress management practices when you are stressed, which means you're in a reactive state. You might feel irritable, tired, maybe get headaches, procrastinate doing work, and you'll maybe start to decrease your social activity because you're too tired. (laughs) Moving even more right. Injured. When you are in the injured category, you feel so overwhelmed, so stressed out, you don't even know where to start. And you have feelings of maybe anxiety or depression or hopelessness or even anger. You might be really restless and develop insomnia or feel overly exhausted. And then you start to almost withdraw from social, from work, from whatever it may be, still in a reactive state of, of stress management. Your last is the ill category. So this is when you're like completely dissociated, disconnected, more depressive, isolating thoughts, maybe unable to sleep at all, developing illnesses, becoming absent from work, from friends, whatever. And at this point you really would need to probably seek out medical support, medical help because you're beyond not knowing where to start. You, you just can't even like think clearly so those are your basic four categories the continuum: healthy, reacting, injured, ill. Three of the four are reactive. One of the four is preventative. Think about where you fall on that spectrum. And for me, I was somewhere between reacting and injured for a while. I was doing too much, I was involved in too much, I wasn't taking care of myself, I wasn't thinking about the big five. But once I developed strategies and support interventions and shaping and changing my routines for, inclusion of the big five, I started to work towards that, rea- that that more like reacting and I got closer to healthy and I eventually now feel like I'm in the healthy zone. And there are times where I still fall into the reacting, but I can get back into the healthy pretty quickly. And I really try to make sure that I am working on preventative self-care and not just reactive self-care. All right. So that's your big five, food, water, sleep, social exercise, And your self-care continuum, where you should take a moment to just pause, rate yourself. What do you need to do to get closer to the healthy side? And that takes us to today's listener question, which is, is being calm when my child has behaviors so I can more appropriately, maybe the question was, how do I stay calm when my child has behaviors so I can more appropriately approach the situation? Okay have visual reminders post sticky notes post something in your environment especially in spaces where you know you're going to be more triggered or the child's going to upset you more post the reminder to remind yourself to stay calm I also sometimes put my hand on my forehead when I put my hand on my forehead when I'm upset or getting elevated it reminds me that I need to get back into my thinking brain, which is is near my forehead versus my emotional brain, which is more in the back or center of my head. So I physically touch my forehead to remind myself to get back to that part of my brain. I might also just say a mantra to myself, calm body, calm face, calm voice, calm body, calm face, calm voice. I just say it to myself over and over again until I actually feel it. The other thing is make a list of ways to that that keep you or get you too calm or get you to balance or get you to neutral because in the moment, we don't know what we need or we can't remember what we need. So if you make a list and you're intentional about that list, you know where to start and then practice the list. Actually practice some of these things so that when you are upset, it's already stored in your brain. It's already there. It's already ready to pull out and you can use it. Pretty straightforward, pretty simple, pretty easy. So that's what I do to stay calm. When I stay calm, my kids are more likely to stay calm because we have these beautiful things in our brain called mirror neurons and they mirror what they see. So if we stay calm, they stay calm. And when they go up in energy, we need to stay neutral or even go down to bring them back down. Meeting and matching their energy does not help anyone. And that takes us to our tried at home tip. So what is your try it at home tip for today? It is to add more plants to your life, which we have talked about this, adding them to your home because they purify the air, they calm your nervous system, lots of positive benefits to keeping plants in your space. But the tip is to propagate or learn to propagate your plants because plants can be expensive and propagating them is super easy. So Propagating them is just cutting them, putting them in water, letting them in the water for four to six weeks until they grow out um, new roots and then planting them with the root and they grow on new plants. So there are apps that teach you how to do this. There are YouTube channels that teach you how to do this. There are Google, Google, how to propagate, whatever the name of your plant is, or on Airbnb, there used to be, and there may still be a person named Hilton Carter who teaches a 90 minute plant propagation class. And it's a lot of fun. And it used to be like 30 or 35 bucks. So fun, all virtual. And, uh, We'll give you that skill set. So good to have because it saves you money. Plus it's fun to watch the plants be propagated and grow the new roots. And then the success that comes from planting them and being like, yes, I did that. I created a multiple from that. So something fun to do, especially with kids and has a lot of health benefits to it as well. And that is it for today's episode of returning to us podcast. Remember today's try it at home tip, learn to propagate plants and add more plants to your life. If you have a question that you would like me to answer on a future episode, email me at podcast at the or shoot me a text 717-693-7744. And don't forget to apply what you learned today. It's great to listen. It's great to learn, but you got to apply it. So take what you learn and put it into action. What's one teeny tiny step that you can take today, tomorrow, this week. comment below and let me know what is that step. And I want to hold you accountable. (laughs) And then don't forget to subscribe because if you subscribe to this podcast, you will learn more ways in future episodes to hack your body, hack your brain, reduce your stress. We all want and need that. And until next episode, I am Lauren Spiegelmeyer and thanks for joining me.